Father, we thank you today, God. Father, we ask you to release your anointing and your power upon this word, Father God. Revelation and wisdom, let it come upon us. Father God, give us ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. Father, guide us into all truth. Strengthen us. Strengthen our inner man. Let us see the reality of your kingdom, Father. Let us see the reality of, of our, own, our own lack of, of, of what you want in our life, Father God, that we can please you in every, every, every aspect of it, Father God. That we no longer be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine, by everything that man tries to bring forth. But, Father God, we want to hear from you and you alone because you're... Your burden is light and your yoke is easy, Father. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. amen. Today's message is called, Not by Works. Um, I got quite a bit here. I've been, since Friday night, I've been getting a lot of stuff from this. Um, so I've been meditating on it. So I got all the scriptures this morning. Ephesians. So we thank God for the wonderful gift of salvation. In Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. And you have, he has quickened who were dead in our trespasses and sins, where in time past we walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, and the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So for a quick foundation, we were in a spirit, we were, we were, the Spirit of the Age was in us, and now God takes the Spirit of the Age out of us and puts the Holy Spirit in us, which is uh, our new creation. The Holy Spirit is, is our new spirit connected with God. So, and the Holy Spirit is also the Spirit of God, and we're also born again to where we can be connected to that. But he's saying right here, according to the prince of the power of the air, the Spirit the little s that worketh in the children of disobedience. That's the world. Okay? It's called the spirit of the age. In German, it's called Zeitgeist. What is it called? Zeitgeist? Zeitgeist? You know that? Zeitgeist. It's a very popular word in Europe. It's, called, it's about the spirit of the age. So, that's when we say greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We're saying greater is now the spirit of God in us than that spirit that has been turned over to the devil, the world, spirit of the age. Among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. The desires of the flesh and the mind. Where by nature we were the children under wrath. By nature, normally, we're sinners. We're doomed to death. That's why Jesus came. Jesus came. Even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, rich in mercy for His great love, where we, He loved us even when we were dead in our sins. He quickened us together with Christ. By grace, ye are saved. By grace I'm saved. By grace you're saved. And has raised us up together and made us to sit together with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That in the ages to come that He might show His exceeding riches and grace and His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace we are saved through faith. Everybody say, by grace we are saved through faith. But see, it's not grace alone. He said, through faith. 
So to be able to obtain the grace, we have to believe. And we have to move in faith. It's not just picking the right one. And that, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. So, it's not of ourselves, it's not of our works. Not by of works, lest any man should boast. See, the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, they like to boast. Remember when he was walking with them, he said, oh, you know, we've done this, we've done that, we do this. He fasted, prayed, Jesus says you did all these things. But the things that you didn't do is the things of the heart. And he called them hypocrites and all this stuff because they were boasting in their rituals and, in their, and the things they could do in their own strength. But salvation can't be done in our own strength. It can only be done in His strength. So we have to submit our strength and our power and ourselves unto God completely. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. His workmanship unto good works, where God has therefore ordained that we should walk in them. We need to walk in these good works. So my whole um, concept of, of God giving me this message today is to clear and clean out people that are, are, are hearing wrong and half gospels and quarter gospels and, 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 and cherry picking things without knowing the full concept of the full counsel of the heart and the word of God that we have to know to be able to stand in the day in evil times, right? And by, by sure, we don't ever, it's all about His grace. If it wasn't for His grace, we'd all go to hell. If it wasn't for His grace, we wouldn't have the power to be able to overcome. If it wasn't for His mercy, we'd all be doomed to hell. So, but there's a whole Bible also that we need to pay attention to. It's a big book. And, if, and it said, if even if Jesus wanted to say everything He wanted to say, and they could write down everything that He did, there wouldn't be enough books to contain it. But we have at least this book we better follow, because He knows that we have it. Romans 1, 16-17 For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is the power unto salvation to every one that believes. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. When he's talking about the Greek, he's talking about Gentiles. He's talking about the non-Jews. Because God preaches to every creature. For therefore, it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. It is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. And the just shall live by what? Faith. We thank God that He died for us. And that He is our salvation. We thank God that this is a free gift was given that we have salvation through faith. In Jesus, not in our own power or our own works or our own strength. It is only by the blood that He shed on Calvary. Where did Jesus say eternal life was? He said it was in Him. So we what? We have to be in Him. Salvation is in Christ. We can't be in the world. Jesus is not of the world. He said, I am in the world, but not of the world. And if you're in Christ, you're out of the world. He says, I come to take you out of the world. So when He calls us, He calls us out of, the, out of the spirit of the age. So people don't get that. People think salvation is a prayer and that's it. Or just a believing. But I'm going to show you in the scriptures where it's more than just that. 
It's not by our works, but our works look like something. Not our works, but I, I mean, sorry, not our works. Our faith looks look like something. So we have to take the whole concept. And Jesus said so many things, so we just throw them away because Paul said that the grace of God is 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 a free gift and no of course it is there's nothing i cannot go crucify myself to save myself i cannot tell them to drag me up the mountain and nail me to a cross that would be blasphemy i could not go and say you know what if i pray 10 prayers a day and i witness to two people a day then i'm a, i can get into heaven that's not what gets you into heaven it's jesus and his blood alone but when we get in relationship with salvation, with the blood of Jesus, who is truth, grace, then we look like something. We begin to act like something else. We begin, and I'm going to show you in the Word. First John 5, 10-12 He that believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. He that believes, because there's so many people trying to get us into the law again too. And then there's so many people trying to say, Jesus did everything, just live your life and just know that, you know, and it's like, well, you're living a defeated life, you're living a sinful life, and you're living a life for yourself, and it doesn't bring God any glory. And Jesus said that I died on the cross to give glory to God. Jesus died that we could have the glory of God in us, and, and, be, and, and John 17, that the same glory that Christ gave, He can give to us. That God is glorified through us, His sons and daughters on the earth, according to the Word of God. He that believes in the Son of God has witness in himself that he believes not God is made him a liar, because he believeth not in the record that God gave of His Son. First John five ten through twelve. I'm reading, and this is the record that God had given to us eternal life. And this life is in His Son. So eternal life isn't in our works, it's in His Son. But again, we have to be in, this, in Christ, and Christ in us. Right? It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Being a Christian doesn't guarantee you have Christ in you. Sitting in a room doesn't guarantee you have Christ in you. The fruits in your life are the substance of Christ in you according to the Word. But religion will tell you differently. If I keep the feast, then I'm a believer. No. You're working for works. But it's also His grace that changes us, so by His power, grace. Romans 1, 16-17 For I am not ashamed of the gospel, it is the power of unto salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For it is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Remember that. The power that keeps us and sanctifies us. Then he says, and that's the one I screwed up, because I already read that. The other one, the scripture that I, I must have copied and pasted the same one twice, I'm looking for, He gave us the power to become the sons of God. Somebody have your Bible? That's a very important. No, I, I think I have it here maybe. Just bear with me. Maybe we're going to get to it. Maybe I just did that on accident. Let's keep going. I have that scripture I'm looking for. Power that keeps and sanctifies 
What? Jesus said. By the washing, what is the word? The washing of the word of God. So there's a washing that has to, that's happening to sanctify us. Right? It's not, we're not just sanctified because Jesus died on the cross. We are in a sense of faith and truth because it's by His, His blood cleanses us. But we can really not walk clean apart from the world and the wicked ways of the world and the thinking of the world unless we do something in our submission in relationship with Him. So it's not a work to read the Bible. It's a pleasure to know Him. It's not a work of the flesh. It's a relationship. And He speaks through it and He speaks to us one-on-one -on -one as well. And, the, and Paul talked about the renewing of the mind. When I, uh, my mind is being renewed every day that I walk with Him. I'm going on 15 years or 16 years or 17 years of salvation now. But when I was born again, I was saved, but my mind wasn't renewed. And if I didn't, you, and, you guys want to maybe split up or something? So you can really pay attention. Um, so when I got saved, my mind wasn't renewed completely, but I was born again. Right? I was born again. So I wasn't completely renewed, but I was saved. But I didn't, but I could walk away from Jesus back into hell. I had to choose to listen to Him, to follow Him, to be with Him, and to allow Him and His power to work through me, right? I love you, man. I'm not a, don't get mad. No, I'm just, okay. Because it's, that's grace. Grace isn't just a prayer. It isn't just pick the right one, right? I'm trying, because they are trying to say grace is every. He, they say it is finished yet. Jesus finished everything on the cross. He finished everything on the cross. That now we can enter into what he did. But it's not by our works of the flesh. I don't have to, but there's things that we do. So watch what I'm watch this now. Jesus spoke one to one of his disciples. Now watch this. Who is the word became flesh? It's Jesus. So how in this world could we ever trample over or against his word by his word? If all scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit, then we must take account we need His Spirit. So if all Scripture, scripture was given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, then all of it is very important. Whether it's this level of importance or this level of importance, it's all important. Because some people say, well, the red letters of Jesus is more important than the other, but it's all important. But then that's the thing is, if the red letters are more important, then why do people try to avoid them more than anything? In the, in, the, in the grace churches. As in the grace churches, pastors commit suicide. In the, great church, in the grace churches only, people don't stop sinning. They, they continue on. Because they, they have a form of godliness, but they deny the power. 
They just look to what Jesus did and say, hey, you know what, but I don't have to pick up my cross. They just look at Jesus and say, and then they wonder, why am I suffering so much? Well, this, then they begin to preach and tell everyone, this is, you know, this is the suffering of Christ. But there's a freedom. Paul didn't suffer in, in, in his mind in, in drugs and alcohol and Satan didn't bind him. He suffered through being a Christian, through persecution and the devil trying to come at him through things of his past and different things. It wasn't a bondage that would stop him from being able to do what he was called to do. See, bondages will stop you from becoming a son of God. A bondage will stop you from having a relationship with God. That's why Satan puts them on you. So, the finished work of the cross, then if you believe in grace, then why are you in bondage? Because it's finished. Because Jesus did. He said, by his stripes, I am healed. He will, he, he, his blood sets us free. But it's only by this sanctification that we actually be, be able to begin to walk out what He actually did for us. And it's not by works that we do this. It's by submission to the power of God. But if there's power of God and you don't even know it's available, then how are you going to seek it and want it and desire it and, and, and come in and fellowship with it? No. It's like somebody that you know, well, let's say we take somebody, right, and we translate a caveman, right, and we kind of put, put stone over the wall, you know, make it look like a cave, and we brought this person back from before there was power or whatever, maybe 19, 1800, I don't know when, I'm not a whatever, 1700s, when not, let's not go way back to craziness and make it a caveman, just to like a log cabin, and then you hid the power source there. And nobody preached and said, hey, right behind that wall, right there is power. You got to plug into it. You're just going to say, oh, there's power. But it's not, it's not accessible to me if someone tells you it. Someone doesn't tell you how to do it. Well, the Bible tells us how to do things. So what ends up happening, right, is we basically don't have the knowledge of something that's there because we're just preaching about something that he did and took with him and didn't give us access to, to have it ourselves. And that's what a powerless church ends up doing. And that's why people say, oh, why do you do? So then what we end up doing, but then they say they don't do works, but then they say, well, let's go paint houses or we got to go help people. Or, so they really do get into the works, but it's more of works of, of fulfilling something that's feeling that they need to do. So really, they are doing works, but it's their own works. And is it works of faith? Or is it just works of religion? So let's see. So Jesus spoke one way to his disciples, another way to the Pharisees and the Sadducees, those that were trying to hold to the law and their works of the flesh. Let's say this again. It's not by works of the flesh that we are saved, but by our faith in Jesus Christ. But we also have an entire ministry of Jesus telling us, telling us what it means to be a disciple. Right? So it's like, how do, we have to take grasp everything. Do not be deceived. He would say, many will come in my name and deceive many. I tell you, of the most deceptive things would be, I'm telling you this, 
ignoring the words and the teaching of Jesus. I think that would be the foolishest thing a Christian could ever do. And many people barely ever preach or say what Jesus preaches. Very little preachers in the mega churches and the great churches is all Paul's. Mostly all Paul's teaching about grace all the time. More it's like always thanking God that we're so wretched and powerless and He gave His mercy and saved us. And it begins to be like, I can never do anything. I don't have any strength. Thank God for what He did for us. Yeah, we need to think on that, but that's not the full process of it. It's, it, it's a doctrine of devils. Because if you don't have, if you have available to you, God in fleshly form speaking to you, and you ignore that all the time, you got a problem. There's a problem with your doctrine. There's a problem with your, with, with, with your preaching. But we also have an entire ministry of Jesus telling us what it means to be a disciple. I tell you, there are many deceivers will come and try to say that salvation is about only knowing what He did. It's not. Salvation is about us coming in, in, in unity with what He did. Not just knowing, but actually partaking with Him what He did. We are crucified with Christ. It's not, but then there's being dead looks like something, right? Are you guys following? Okay. No salvation. Salvation is a covenant with Him and becoming one and being born again through the door called Christ. Who is the only, this is the only way a man can be saved. So we have to, re, so we have to rely on Jesus and His power to keep us. That is His grace. John 1, 1 1-14, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God, and the, the Word is God. And the same were then, in the beginning was God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life. Keep remembering this in Him thing. Because people think they... They belong to a denomination. They're in Him. That's not. That doesn't make you in Him. Belong, being a, becoming a member to a church doesn't make you. You need to be a member of the body of Christ. And if you're disconnected from the body, then you're not in Him. And life is the light of men, and the light shines in darkness, and the darkest comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came to bear witness of the light that all men should who him might believe. And everybody that's a messenger from God now in the New Testament is sent from God to do the same thing, bear witness to the light of Jesus and to him coming back. He was not the light, but he sent to bear witness of that light. Now Jesus even says that we are the light of the world if we're in him and he's in us. Though him might believe, through him might believe. He was not that light, and he sent to bear witness of the light, and that was the true light which lighteth every man that comes into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. He's talking about creation. He says his own, but it's really not his own. 
until we become born again, we become back the sons of God. But he's saying to his own, and his own received not. And then he could be talking about the Jews because those were his people too. He came to them and they rejected him. The stone the builders rejected. God made the builders were the Jewish people. But as many as received him, see now, as many received him, he gave them power to become, it's become, it's not, they're saved and they have the power, they're, to become the sons, plural, of many of us, of God, even to them that believe on his name. So now we need to know what believing means. And we need to know what faith means. And we need to know what grace means. Can't just take one thing out of the accusation, out, out, of, the, out of the thing, and, and, and make that a gospel. He never said Jesus was grace. He came with grace. People say, Jesus is grace. No, he's not. He's the Son of God. How dare you say he's some element of God? He is God. He, he is the truth. He's not just grace. And then the grace... In the truth, you get set free because of His grace. Grace is something He induced to us. It's not who He is. And we were born, and He says this, and received Him, become the sons of God, even unto them that believed on His name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man but of God. And the Word was made flesh, the Word, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. And He behold, so what is one good sign about salvation? You begin to get the Word in you. How can you say you know Him and you don't even know the Word? He is the Word made flesh. And the glory for the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. He was full of grace and truth. But let's not just say He is grace, because He's God. What manifestations of the sons of God they're talking about? Romans 8. Now go to Romans 8, 18-20. For I reckon the sufferings of this present world are not to be worthy to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in what? Us. That's going to look like something, isn't it? For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him has subjected to the same in hope. This is where he says that many will meet him at the cross, but not everyone will actually pick up their cross. Let's put it clearly. What is he saying? Not everybody will obey me. Everybody will want to go to heaven and even people will believe that there is a heaven, but not everybody will want to follow me is what he said. The, the, the multitude, he called them disciples in John 16, they followed him, they liked what he said, but then when he told them what they had to do, and the, and the demands that were put on them by His commandments, 
But you see, that's where grace comes in. We can do it with His grace. We can't do it without His grace. See, they didn't realize God's not going to tell them to do something that they're not capable of doing. Then He wouldn't be a righteous God. He's giving them the full power to be able to do what He's asking them to do. He's just saying, are you willing? So, everyone will want to... So, not everyone, He says. Clearly what He was saying is not everyone will obey Him. Not everyone will follow Me. Not everyone will want to endure till the end. To endure what? The Word of God. The persecution. The, the faith that it takes to stand in evil times. Enduring. Enduring being separated. Enduring not being liked. Enduring standing up in the world when it's easier just to be one of the many. You know? Very few people stood up against Hitler and they were killed for it. But at least they stood out and you could see them. But so many just follow the crowd. Even when they didn't agree or want what was going on, they gave into it. In the end times, it's going to look just like that. Then Paul speaks that in the last days, men will heap. Look at the word. Teachers teaching perverse things, teaching itching ears. And that's what we see. It's not bad stuff, but it's not the word of God. It has no power to change us. It just has power to keep us believing on something, but not obtaining what we're believing on. Not obtaining the benefits of what He died for us to have. The power. And the authority. Meet some Christians that only believe there's no authority. They ask God to do everything that God says He's been giving you power to do it. 2 Timothy 4, 1-5 I charge thee before God and, and Jesus Christ that you shall judge the quick and the dead and the appearing of His kingdom. Preach the Word. The Word. Be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure this sound doctrine, but after their own lust they will find teachers in the body of Christ and out on the internet and in mega churches. The teachers, they like what they say because they have itchy ears and turn away the gospel into fairy tales, fables, into stories. How many of you know every week they got a story? A parable, you know. It's not a story like Jesus said about like counting the cost. It's a story like that makes everybody laugh. But watch, he says, there are all the things and endure afflictions and do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. And Jesus said, I want, if you want to follow me, you need to deny yourself. Only can do that. That's the grace. You can't, who can deny theirself without the grace of God? Nobody. Then he said that we will need to live a fasting lifestyle. Well, that'll take a lot of grace. I mean, if you fast on your own strength, that's <coughs> it's hard. Then he said, <coughs> you will need to pray always. Stay consistent in communication with him. Well, that will take much grace. And with all the distractions in the last days, social media, internet, our phones, our lives, takes a lot of grace. Then he said, you will need to love your neighbor as yourself. 
Well, that takes a lot of grace. Then he said, you need to love your enemies. Now that's going to take lots and lots and lots of grace. Then he said, we must con constantly be hungry and thirsty and poor in spirit. Well, that's going to take lots of poor in spirit and always needing him. You know, no matter how much anointing we think we have, how much wisdom we think we have, we all got to always be saying more. <clears throat> then he said, we have to bear fruit and not just once, but a constant. Thank you. Okay, here we go. So then he says, we have to bear fruit. And not just once, but a constant multiplication. Remember he said, and you bear fruit, and then I'm going to come and chop your branch. You're going to look like you don't have any fruit, but then it grows back and you're going to have more fruit. So we're going to go from season to season, from year to year, and, and we should be increasing the fruits and the essence of the kingdom of God in heaven. That's just another sign that you're in Christ. Remember he said, if I, if I abide in you, my word abides in you, and you abide in me, will, you'll bear much fruit, and that fruit that will remain. So, then he says, your fruit must remain, and the only way to do this is to abide in him. Stay in him and walk in him. That for sure takes a lot of grace. Then he said, love. Well, love looks like something. Love Love does, right? Remember he talked about the lip service, the person that walked by and he said this and that. I might even have something in here later. But and he's like, you know, I'll pray for you. And he says, no, if your brother has need, you know, you, you sh don't shut up your bowels. You, you open your heart up and you, you help him. Well, that's what he says. He says, you can't just love in word, but love is in deed. And he says, so love does not, does not talk about love. Love does what? It lays down its will, its ways, its desires. It gives, it gives, and keeps on giving. Yes, grace is the only way to do that. Even if you think about being able to do these things, these are His commandments. These are the words of life. False grace says, Thank you, Jesus. I'm so blessed that I found you. Nice to meet you. I'll see you again when I die. I can't wait to be with you then. Thank you. Goodbye for now. I dream of that day as I live religious. Then Paul talks, and, and grace, 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 not by might, not by power, but by His Spirit, right? There's nothing we can do without His grace. Then Paul talks about going to the throne of grace in time of need. Again, this is a repenting. This is... Talks, this is a, a constant relationship. Conviction comes, you do wrong, you go to Him. False grace just says, it's finished. And there's no relationship in it. There's no communication of, of bearing your, your, your cross to Him, your, 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 your transparency. It's a big deception. And repenting to a work, it depends on how Look at it. But really it is giving up of self. Will and turning there now. Boasting in that. I imagine a man saying, I am saved because I repented more times every day than anyone else. <laughs> Think about that. Boasting in that. 
No one's going to boast in that because you're going to say, well, then that means you sin more than everybody else. So it's not really a work of your flesh, but it looks like something, right? Think about it. Let's get deeper than that. So, someone else said merely say, God has helped me more than most. It actually magnifies your weakness, not your strength, but His goodness and mercy. See what I mean? But it's not a work what they're talking about, it's, but it looks like something. Most people are going to keep their mouth shut. If they got to go repent 15 times a day, because that's nothing to do with how great and mighty they are. It's actually how much they need God and how, how much grace they need even more than other people. So it's going to be something between them and God. So they're going to boast on His goodness in their infirmities and weaknesses. The throne of grace. God didn't call it the throne of wrath. He didn't call it the throne because He's talking to believers. He didn't call it the throne of judgment. Although one day the other people will have to be judged and we'll have stand before the, be judged on the acts and things that we did, but still we're in His grace when we do that. But it's the throne of God. And He says He calls it the throne of grace. It's going before Him always. Hebrews 4, 9, 19-16. 4, verse 9. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 9-16. There remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. For he that entered into his rest, he also ceased from his own works, as did God from his. Let us labor. That's why Jesus is completion. He is number seven. But we have to be, again, in Christ. So to stay in Christ, <laughs> there's no works, but it's, it, it takes a lot of grace. That is the grace into salvation, not, not that any man should boast. Do you see it? For we labored enter into his rest, for any man fall after the same example of unbelief. Let's back it up to verse 10 again. For we entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works. See, God, what God was considering when he made six days, and he made the first day, and then the seventh day, he rested. And that's where Jesus is is our rest. He's our Sabbath. So, if we had to do certain things in the flesh to obtain salvation, then we would, we would deny the, the power of the cross. So what we do is we submit to what He did, but in that takes a lot of willingness in relationship. Let me go deeper now. Hold on. We let... The less the man fall after the same example of unbelief. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing, even dividing the asunder, the soul and the spirit, and the joints and the marrow. It's a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. Neither is there any creature that is, that is not manifest in its sight, but all things are naked and and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Seeing then that we have this great high priest that passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast. See, there's a holding. We just can't let go of Jesus. We got to keep holding on to him all the way to the end. You see that? If it's just 
this thing about believing, it's just it's gonna the devil the devil's too powerful, too strong. He's gonna twist scripture, he's gonna make you think, and that's what deception talks about. Many will come in my name and deceive many. Many will come and say, Oh, I know with the Bible, with scripture, but they're deceiving you. And they said and, and they'll make merchandise of you and, and make you into whatever you want to be and get your money or whatever obviously things are going on that God is revealing in this hour. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find help in time of need. So, it's not a work of the flesh. It's entering to the rest what He did. Constant communion. You see it? And it's right there. You don't have to get your communion. You don't have to run to the store, really. You don't have to go buy the juice and the cracker and go there. You know, you know we used to do that. I mean, it might, it might make you... Some of those things might make you think it's really happening. But all it is is a confession and a, 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 like acknowledging boldly of what Jesus did. And that's, we're saved by His grace. But if you quit acknowledging Christ, Christ said He'll quit acknowledging you. He said, if you deny me, I'll deny you. Right? And then we're going to get into more of what He said. He is, His is sufficient. His grace is sufficient, right? It's enough. But are you entering in? Are you receiving it? Are you applying it? Are you allowing it? Are you becoming one with the cross in Him? 2 Corinthians 12, 1-5 It is not expedient doubtless to glory, which I come to visions and revelations. I knew a man, 14 years, and it goes on that in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell, but God knows. Such a man was caught to the third heaven. And I knew such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how he was caught into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Of such a one will I glory. Yet of myself will I not glory, but in my own infirmities. So Paul's saying, you know, the more you're doing for God, the more revelation, the more teaching and anointing, you can start to... But if it wasn't for His grace, you wouldn't have none of that. So what He's saying is, I'm not going to think on that because it really, it's, the, it's, it's what Jesus endowed me with and there's nothing I had to do to get it. It's, it's a gift. Even the gifts of the anointing and the fivefold ministry are gifts from God. There's nothing we do to earn them or achieve them. But we have to come in communion to make them better, to make them anointed, to make them more powerful, to make them more precise. We have to be walking with Him or they end up getting what? Perverted. Just like Christians being, being Christians away from just the same. Get perverted. Myself I will glory not, but in my infirmness. For though I desire to glory, I shall not be fooled. Although I want to do that because my flesh, everybody wants to, you know. You know about the flesh. For I will say the truth. 
But now I forbear lest any man should think of me above that which they seeth me to be, or that they hear of me. And lest I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of revelation was given to me a thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this cause I besought the Lord three times, that it might depart from me. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee, and my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Most gladly, therefore, I'd rather glory in my infirmities, and, here it is again, and the power of Christ that may rest upon me. See that? It's not, it's not the works of the flesh. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecution, distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, He is made strong. So it's all about the heart, not about the works. It's all about faith and not about works. But what is the proof of your faith in His works and Jesus' power? And believing what He said and the Word. See, those are the things that actually show that we are the sons of God. They look like something. Empty belief doesn't look like nothing. Anybody says, you know, more so in another religion. You say, well, I believe in this religion, and they end up blowing themselves up and say, well, they really believed. Even though it was a lie, it wasn't true, but there was something that looked like that they showed to everybody because they believed. Wow, they're real believers, you know. And as they say with a lot of Christians in, in these middle ground, that's where the one world religion comes in. Because nobody's going to actually follow what they believe. They're just all going to have beliefs. Yeah, I believe in Judaism. I believe in Christianity. Oh, yeah, I believe in, 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 um, in all the other religions and, and Hinduism. Let's all just agree to disagree that we believe and there's something greater than ourselves. But that's, there's no really belief in that. That's not belief. Know what that is? That's imagination. That's dreaming. It's not belief. Belief looks like something. Belief moves in something. It's all about faith and not in the works, but what is the proof of your faith? And it's your works, not the works of salvation, but the works of obedience, the works of relationship, the works of love. If salvation was only a one-night stand, then we would only need an evangelist. And everybody wants to be an evangelist. Everybody wants to keep evangelizing the church. So what are you doing? They already know God. Go out and evangelize. What are you doing in the church? Every Sunday, doing an altar call. They don't know what they're doing. Usually the evangelist becomes a stumbling block for other gifts that are trying to unify and strengthen the bride. If it was just a one encounter, then we'd only need a track to get us and to make it till the end. But he gave us the whole book. Right? right? We just keep a track. As the God so loved the world, believe, pray, boom, we'll just do this every day. Not know anything about anything else. 
And that's what this false grace does to people. It's just good. To think you know God and not know the Word is, is called deception. Jesus said, Go make disciples of all nations. He did not just say, Go make converts. He said, Disciples. Why did Jesus say that they would hate you if it's just good news? Because it's not just the evangelist, it's the prophet, the teacher, the apostle, and the cross. The cross is offensive. Because he's telling people that they can't do what they want to do anymore. It's not just what he did. You see it? He's like, people hate you because it's more than just... If Jesus said, God still loved the world, again, here I am, just believe on me and you never die. What's there to hate about that? Awesome. And he died for us. No, he said a lot more. And we need to keep saying a lot more whatever he said. Or we'll be deceived. And everyone in the fosters, oh, it's good news, brother. Quit preaching like that. You're taken away from the good news. What are you talking about? Jesus never said, I'm coming with good news. He said, I'm coming with the, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of myself. He didn't even say it was the gospel of grace ever. Paul said, said, I pray that the grace of God abide with me, the grace unto sanctification. Paul said that. Jesus said, I come with grace. He said Jesus came. They said Jesus came with grace, truth, and love. Bind these three around your neck. Right. The cross is offensive. The cross is the opposite of how Satan runs things. That's why. It's like putting us, like, all of a sudden, you're running, living your life, thinking everything's right and everything you're doing, and all of a sudden, there's a stoplight and there's a big wall sits in front of you you got to either go around the wall or what? And that's what happens when the gospel comes because it stops everything the way you think, the way you've, you've been raised up, the way you think things are supposed to be. All of a sudden, it's just totally different. And it's like blows people's mind. We give to get. We die to live. We go low to go high. In the world, you go as high as you, you, you know, you got a lot. You know, and if you're, if someone's not as strong and smart as you and they're ahead of you on the ladder, you just take them and throw them right off. It's kind of like that game. You ever play when you're a kid, King of the Mountain? And all the kids would run up and the first one to get to the mountain, like everyone's fighting everyone to get to the mountain. That's what the world looks like. And whatever's on that mountain, it's Satan in the world and the things of the world and the lust of it. The kingdom of God cannot be even made sense of to the carnal-minded person. So people don't even like, understand you and they think you're crazy. You should see that, that video out there, all the, 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 the cussing and all that and the mocking from because it, it went, got started getting shared so much out in Facebook land, it wasn't only Christians. And they just, they're like, this guy's a lunatic, I'm not that. I'm like, I'm just laughing because it's so like, and then the Christians will say, wow, or this is true. See, you have to have a new mind. Renew your mind. You can't just, God doesn't do it for you. He does it for you, but not automatically is what I'm saying. Just as you're born again, and I, I have the mind of Christ. He said, Paul said, like the washing of the water of the word, or renewing the other mind, all these things. These are things that we do to prove they're not works unto salvation, their works of faith. 
Now it's called grace, that's his sanctification of holiness that actually sets us apart. So beware of, of ones who try to preach any other gospel. His grace, without it, we can do nothing. That's what Paul was saying. That's what he meditates on. Not, not that we're not supposed to preach about grace all the time. We can, we, we should, but it's not just the grace unto salvation and then stops. It's the ever-ending grace. His grace is sufficient for everything we go through as long as we're in Christ. That's where faith kicks in. We know without His grace we cannot make it. We know without His grace the enemy would have his way. That's faith. Faith and surrendering. That's where grace kicks in. His grace is His goodness and mercy, but He desires a willing vessel. Without faith, you cannot please Him. Like any marriage, it's not easy. It takes a lot of effort. It takes focus. It takes communication. It takes a lot of sacrifice. It takes a lot of grace. Not religious rituals. People that stop falling in love with one another, they live in a ritual relationship. Dinner's at six. Get up. Watch TV. You know? But in in a loving relationship, there's communication and there's 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 deep things. I'm seeing when, when Paul said that salvation was not by works, he was correct speaking about the law. Salvation, because he's also speaking to so many Jewish people, and they were trying to still keep the law. Salvation comes by believing in Jesus and what he did and what he did to become the Lamb of God. Also, prophets and apostles and teachers are trying to tell you that you need to work no, trying to tell you that are not trying to are not trying to tell you that you need to work to receive Jesus. No way. It is a free gift that no man should say or boast in their own achievements. Be believing is a stand or position. Right? A way, a thought. It's not a work in itself. Right? Believing is not a work of the flesh. It's, it's a heart thing. You believe, and then your heart, and then you follow. But when you believe, you need to adhere to the command or the system to actually receive and walk in the benefits of what you are believing. Or you are just a hypocrite, right? Right. That's what people think. It's the false grace church is why the whole world laughs at us. 80% 80, 80 of everyone's in the false grace church, hyper grace, and like it's just a bunch of hypocrites because then they hear people like real preachers, and then that, and then they see all that, and they're like, it's a joke. And that stuff really ticks God off because they're not really, they're not real. At least people have more respect for the Muslims or, or is whatever the Islamic, however you say it, the Islam, because. They're radical. Everyone in Christianity is supposed to be radical, but now nobody's radical except the remnant, a few. Only the radical ones are the ones that are going to be really seen by God. 
Because if you're radical, you believe. Believing in the Word makes you radical because you have the fear of the Lord. Belief in something, for an example, okay, the world. The world, there's radical people in the world, whatever they're believing, right? Let's call it the green machine. The liberal, whatever they're, like the, the environment, right? They actually believe the things that these zealous these people are telling them. So you can see they believe. You can see. You, if you're a real Christian, you can see a real New Age person, a real um, liberal or something, because they start to buy different cars. They start to get a lot of solar things. They start to buy different products in the grocery store. They look like something. Christians don't look like anything anymore. Right? They start to look like something. That's what Jesus said. You need to be looking like something to be something. Right. And that's where faith looks like something. And that's why people don't even want to listen to Christian radio today because it doesn't look like something. It's just a bunch of blah, blah. They talk about everything the world talks about and they play Christian music. That's not even anointing. That's for the soul. And that's destroying the church. And then they begin to follow the other gods and they start to do the, you know, the yoga and stuff. Because it looks like something. And not Christians today, they start to do any, you know, whatever. With fear and trembling. Look, what, so what are you doing? There's no work with that. Philippians 2, 11-13. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not in my presence only, not just because I was standing next to you, but now much more in my absence, work out. So Paul's like, yeah, I was right there and you wanted to do everything, but you're even doing it now. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What is he saying? He's not saying the works of the flesh because we've made a determination. It's in the Word. He would be contradicting himself. He's saying your faith has to look like something. He's saying, and whatever you believe, you better adhere to what you're believing. So believe it. Jesus said, deny yourself. So he says, you, you need to do it. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do his good. So it's God working in you, but he doesn't force his, his work in you. It's Paul saying, you work out your salvation. So what Paul is saying is, you allow God to do that work in you. You must let him in. That's what he says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. He's talking to the end time church too. He's talking to our, us too, because we're a part of the church. We are the church. Anyone, I stand here and knock. Anyone opens the door and lets me in, I will come and I will teach them. I'll sup with them. I'll be with them and I'll fill them. But he's saying he's knocking. Why? Because the door is not always open. Lots of churches don't open the door to Jesus. They open the door to man. So he's saying, both to the will and do his good pleasure. But God's true ministers are telling you how to work it out. Telling you to practice it. To be a disciplined follower. And that's why they hate. That's why they hated Jesus. To be steadfast, unmovable, unshakable. Edifying and building up. Leading. 
leading us to the cross daily. James 2. I'm going to really seal it totally. My brethren, have not, not the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with the respect of persons. For if there come unto you assembly a man with a gold ring and a godly, and vile raiment, it talks about respecting, some he says that's not love. Then it goes on to saying, and if you're partial in yourselves, aren't you become judges of evil things? Then he says, hearken my beloved brother, had not God chosen the poor of this world and rich and heirs to the kingdom of God who has promised them that love him? But who despises the poor? Does the rich man oppress you and draw you before the right or judgment seat of God? Do not they blaspheme the worldly man of God to call you. Fulfill the law according. If ye fulfill the royal law according to scripture, thou shalt. He said, what is the royal law? They fight about these, these law people. He's saying the royal law. The two, he says, he's, everything hangs upon these two commandments. Love, thou shalt love thy neighbor as himself, and you'll do well. But if you have respect to person, you commit sin and commit the law of transgression. Whoever shall keep the whole law, yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. So he's saying you're trying to keep the whole law, but you never keep love. You never were able to love because we can't love without the grace of God. He's saying the whole Ten Commandments was a trick in a sense because they couldn't really do it without the power and the submission of God. They would try to. That's why every year they would have to do and, and make the, the yearly sacrifice and the atonement. And he said if you want to try to keep the law, you've got to keep all the law. Or else you're guilty of all of them. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not da 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 it goes on and on. So he says, I speak to you though that they should be judged by the law of the liberty, for you shall be the judge and of mercy, show to mercy and rejoice. Profit you that no man say he has tears. What does it profit, my brother? Though a man say he has faith and has not works, he's not talking about works unto salvation. But what it, he's not talking about works as his salvation, but what does he say? What do you have to have to receive salvation? Faith in Jesus. Right? Do you see it? Are you confused? No. What does it prompt? If you say you have faith and have not works, can faith save saying faith without works we're going to go into that right now if a brother or sister is naked and desolate food and you say to him depart and be warned and he's saying if you just say nice things then oh God will take care of it have faith brother you're going to achieve that tomorrow or you know have faith where's your faith and you give not those things which you are needful to do for the body what does that profit even so is faith if it has not works. But we're not talking about works into salvation. We're talking about proving our if you say you have faith, you have works. Then has no works. Okay, even so faith that has no works is dead being alone. So faith has to be alive to receive salvation. Yea, man may say to you that he has faith. And I have works. I'll show you my faith by my works. And I will, I will show you the, my faith by my works. What he's saying is what we're saying. If you're really saved, 
It doesn't take any faith in anything. It's just believing and receiving. It's a free gift. What he's saying, once you get saved, to, sh to prove that you're really saved, you, things are going to start to look like something. Do you see it? So you're going to have faith, that continuous faith. Without faith, we cannot please Him. So it's a continuous faith. It's not a one-time encounter. It's a, every day I have to have faith in Him to obtain, to continue in, in Him. Because if I stop believing in Him, I'm not going to be in Him. You can't deny something and be part of it. You have to truly believe, to be one with it. So, thou hast... Even so, faith is he that is dead, has not works is dead being alone. Faith without works is dead being alone. Yea, man may say he has faith, and I have works, and it goes on, and I'll show you my works by my faith. Thou believeth that there is one God. Thou doest. He says you believe there's one God, but he's saying where's the fruit? Where's the proof? See, it's all about proof today. We're not talking about works and salvation, but they want to throw it all away about everything Jesus preaches. It looks like something. And the whole church is looking like the world. And God's, they're going to lose him. They're going to lose it. They're going to lose it. And there is one God and do as well. The devils also believe and tremble. See, the devils believe, but they're not saved. Right? Here it is. He's talking about, it's just not an imagination. And so everyone wants to take, you know, the, the ABCs, ask, you know, believe. What's the C? Ask, believe, confess, and you're saved. It's more than ABC. It's a lifestyle of repentance and believing and following in faith and works of faith. Because then it shows that you believe something. If the house was on fire and you really saw it and believed it, are you going to stay in the house or are you just going to burn up? You become to be in the kingdom of God. You become to be like that. Automatically, you're moving in the spirit. You don't have to continuously, I can't believe it. It's something that it looks like something. It begins to take on its own identity and, and you start to look like Christ. He says... Thou believeth that there is one God, the devil that do it well. The devils also believe in tremble, but what will thou know, O vain man, that without works, without faith, works are dead. Was not Abraham the father justified by works? See, he was a remember, he was an old covenant. When he had offered Isaac on the altar. See what he's saying too is he had to believe God and obey God. So when he did, God said, Take your son and go up the mountain, get some and sacrifice him. And when, 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 when Isaac, when he actually, Abraham actually put Isaac on the altar, that proved he had faith in God and he believed. Because he did what it said. Right? He could have said, Oh, yeah, I believe God told me that, but I'm not going to do it. And he's going to say, you don't have faith, because now whatever you believe, it's not going to happen to you, because now you don't believe. So if you believe God, you tremble and fear His word and what He says. And that's what gives us the spirit of the fear of the Lord. And it's become one with Him. So 
He put his son there, and it looked like something. See how faith wrought with his works, and by his works was made perfect. And the scripture was fulfilled, which saith Abraham believed God, and it was imputed to him as unto righteousness. For he, see, it was his faith. Putting Abraham on the altar didn't make him righteous. What made him righteous is obeying God and putting his son on the altar. Because if God never said it, he just sacrificed his son because he just felt like it was a work he should do to God. Then there was no faith in believing God. And he's just working in his flesh. Do you see the difference? Did you guys catch that? Yes. I can go do things all day. I'm sacrificing this to God. I'm going to go wash my neighbor's car. I'm going to do this. And you think you're going to do all these things today. And it's going gonna, it's gonna, to... No. Those things are not what you do for salvation. That's not what you do to earn God's favor and grace. It's obeying Him that you do. You just... Those things are, are elements of love or laying down your life. So if you don't have any of those things and you say, follow God too, you're not really a follower of Christ. Are the scriptures are fulfilled to say, Abraham believed God and imputed him as righteous cause for, and he was called a friend of God. Why? He had a relationship with God and he obeyed him. You see, and Jesus said, now he calls us friends. Who are those friends? You see then how that by works a man is just not that and how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. See, he's saying not by faith only, but by the works. But we know we're not talking about salvation. But our faith in Jesus, you're gonna act, you're gonna obey his word. Likewise, also talks about Rahab the harlot justified by when she, you know, received the messenger. For as the body Without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. We're not talking about works unto salvation. We're talking about works of faith unto being saved, after being saved. The hyper grace unto salvation preaches only are perverting the words of Jesus. The passion of the covenant is expected partnership. If we are the bride of Christ, the Bible says to make oneself ready. Then all things are our dressing room of salvation. Buying oil is something you need to do, but it's not a work. It's not a work of the flesh. It's a total surrender. <coughs> but your flesh is involved. You gotta. You gotta. You gotta be somewhere. You gotta be in His presence. You got So it's a very complicated, but very simple. It's all about surrender. Satan has perverted the sanctification. It's a beautiful wedding and meaning of covenant. Jesus was speaking all the time, but he was very determined in Revelation 2 and 3 saying, if you have ears to hear, some have lost their spiritual ears because they never killed the itch and became deceived. If salvation was a one-night stand, and then I will see you in heaven. Then how, how is it possible to lose your first love? Right? Because it's impossible. Because it's a prayer. It's a, I got more, I'm, I'm safe. I can't lose it. But what he said here, he said, she said, you've left your first love. 
According to this false teaching of religion, religion is a belief without a relationship. What, what is that? It's called religion. See, itching ear doctrine and devil and, and of the devil reprobates. So-called Christians have become your enemy, God's enemy and the enemy of the cross. That is the world. Satan cheapened the covenant of marriage, and divorce is on is always an option. What did Jesus say about following him? He said, if you don't count the cost, you will never realize what did you get yourself into. It says I'm get people getting divorced. That's expected then, right? This is this is too hard. You can't just Christians divorce God all the time with divorce is word. So, well, this is too hard. I can't do it. But they never really knew him or knew what his word said. And when they started to believe that, and well, what's going on now? This is what he was thinking. Luke 14, 26 to just about that. 26 to 30. If any man come to me and hate not his father, mother, brother, wife, children, brother, sister, and his own life, cannot be my disciple. That's heavy. Those are the things he got hated for. It wasn't the miracles. It wasn't the, 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 the healings. It wasn't the, the casting out of demons so much. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which, and then he says this, right preceding it. For which one of you listens Intending, so you want to, you want, he's saying you want me, you want salvation, you want eternal life, but you have to be in me. You have to do what I did. You have to follow my footsteps. See, we're followers of Christ. What does that really mean? We follow his footsteps. We walk with him. That's what preachers are supposed to be reminding us of. Not grace 24-7. The power, the grace unto walking with him. And he gives us that grace. So all it is is really a decision to walk with him. And if we don't decide that, we walk the, 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 the broad way that leads to destruction. It's very clear. Can be my disciple. And remember, his yoke is easy. His burden is light. It's not that he's not going to give you enough sufficient grace to be able to do it. Or his yoke would be heavy and there would be a heavy burden. Right? So either he's a, he's, he does not, he's not a man that he should lie. And he's God, or we believe our own way because we try to fantasize in our own mind, well, this is not really right. This couldn't be true. Well, maybe you don't have a renewed mind to understand what he's trying to say. So, whatsoever, says, does not bear his cross and come after me, cannot be my disciple. For which man, intending, right proceeding, sitteth not down first and count the cross. This is what happens in false because Everybody grabs the cross. When they go home, they never grab it again. It's not salvation. Intending to build a tower, sits not down first and counts the cost. Whether he is sufficient to finish it. But the good thing is his grace will let us if we just keep holding on. But he's saying it's not an easy thing. Lest happily after he has laid the foundation, that means, and he started to walk in this Christian walk. When he started to said the prayer and started to, you know, receive the spirit and receive his salvation and and then he's not able to finish it all that behold 
all that were looking at him began to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish it. That's what happens when we do not continuously allow the grace of God working in our life in faith constantly. Just like people today, like that big musician, he went back and people laughed and mocked. We said, oh, I'm never going to do this and this, because he was so excited. Jesus said they received the word, and you know, some on stony ground, and the one on this, they all received it. And then when they began to grow up, the cares of the world choked this one out. And and then the, this one um, had no deep earth in it, and their hard ground, and then it didn't get any root. And then it talked about, and he's, that's what he's talking about, our hearts. So he's talking about that. It takes a lot. It takes lots of grace for commitment. It takes lots of grace to serve some someone, to serve God and obey Him. But always a way out. But if we deny Him, He denies us. Don't let any anyone preach any other gospel than the one Jesus preached. Then we have Jesus standing and preaching. His mother and brother came, and they wanted to stop the meeting. And Jesus said, and then Jesus said to him, Who is my mother and brother? Who is my real family? Who is my loyal ones? Who are my friends? Who is really who, he's saying. Let's read it. Luke 8, 18-21. Take heed, therefore, how you hear. For whosoever shall has to him shall be given. And whoever has not... For him, even that should be hit which he seemeth to have. Then came him, his mother and his brother. And they could not come to him because there's too many people around him. And they were all encamping around him. Like what happens when we go on the, those, with the food in those places, you know. And they came, his mother and brother, and they could not come to him because of the press. And it was told him a certain which said, Jesus, your mother and your brother stand without, desiring to see you. He was busy. And he answered and said unto them, My mother and my brother. I mean, how? She, she could have had her. I mean, she, how? How offensive is that? How belittling? How is mother? And it was Virgin Mary. I mean, the mother of all mothers. I mean, the queen of the false religion. You know, and I mean, he's. I mean, my God, how dare him? You know, she's so mighty, too. But he's trying to make a point here because he uses everything that comes on or on his path and everything around him to make people understand and see the kingdom. And he doesn't want people to to put put. Because he was, he, he was also preaching about the cross and denying and, and what is first. He said, my mother, my brother, he, these are they which hear the word of God and do it. So doing something looks like something always. And then it also goes on to say in the Bible, says, be not a hearer, but a doer of the word. Because the hearers deceive themselves. Doers don't. It was clearly what he said before. He told him which certain men. And he said that. Who is my mother and brother? Who are the loyal ones? Who is in the kingdom? Who is my brother, sister's mother, brother? Those that hear the hear the word of God, read the word of God, obey the word of God, and keep the word of God. Keep it, keep it. We cannot just ignore what the king has 
said about his kingdom. And we cannot keep coming against the king's apostles and prophets and against the truth. Love looks like something. Faith looks like something. Disciples look like something. Believers believe and on and on and on. Everybody stand up while I bring this last scripture. 2 Corinthians 5, 16-21 Wherefore, henceforth know no man after the flesh, no man after their nationality, no man after their family or their friends or their, 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 their job or, 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 or their past, no, no man after what they used to do in the body of Christ, no, no man after, after these things. He said, no, no man after, the, but, but yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now know we him no more after the flesh, because he was already resurrected. So he said, we knew about this. He said, no, no man after that either, because now the resurrected Christ is inside of us. Now we're new. Therefore, it says, therefore now any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passing and passed away. Be hopeful, all things are becoming new. It looks like something. A lot of things don't look like something. There's a problem. Maybe something's not really what it seems to be. And all things are of God. And who has reconciled us unto himself by Jesus Christ? And has given us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, that God was in Christ, reconciled the world unto himself, that imputing their trespasses unto him, and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech by us, we pray, you in Christ's stead, be a reconciled to God. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made, made again, the righteousness of God in him. Through all those things that we just read this last hour or so, and all the things that he's telling us to do, and like we've said before, like we have what God has told us, the meat is to do the will of him who sent us, and God is telling us our personal things he tells us to do. He's very, in those things that are nobody's business, then we have the, 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 the actual things in the word that everybody that's a believer is supposed to do because the word's written to all of us. Like go into all the world and preach the gospel and those who believe on him shall be saved and those who do not believe on him shall be damned and his name they will cast out demons. He'll, so Christians start to look like something but we have to come out of the, of, the, of the baptism of the world and really be baptized into Christ. You can go dunk yourself in water on the beach every single day. ain't going to do nothing until you submerge yourself in the spirit of God continuously in Christ in him we breathe in him we move and in him we have our being and in him we have all grace that is sufficient to be able to accomplish everything that he's and he says to walk in the spirit and will not fulfill the lusts and the desires of the flesh and we won't have to be tossed to and fro so father we thank you that your salvation is obtainable not by the works of the flesh not by the works of man but father the faith that we have to have looks like something. Let our faith continue to increase 
and increase and increase more than ever before. Father, if we believe, we have to actually follow what we believe. So if we say we believe and we deny Him, our belief is a myth. Our belief is just like anyone else's in the world. It, 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 our belief is just a one-world God that they're going to try to, to make us all fall into. No, just a higher power. No, He looks like Christ. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And He said, I am the Word. And He said, eat me, drink me, drink my blood, eat my flesh, and I'm going to write, and you're going to become one. You're going to look just like me. So, Father, help us to look like you as we go through these seasons in our life. That the old things are continuing to pass away. All things are becoming new. The gospel is expanding all different titles and different things. But it all comes down to one thing. Having relationship with you. Obeying you. Picking up our cross. Following you. And being transformed into you. And keeping our faith alive stronger than ever day by day. This is the good news. That you came and did something. We could never die for ourselves. We could never obtain salvation because we were sinners. But you came without sin, died on the cross, gave yourself. The Father gave you to the world that the world would crucify you once and for all. You were crucified and by your blood only that we, we can now enter in. But now that you've entered in, we must continue to enter and walk in this salvation, this truth, this life. This is the living water. That we, out of our belly, shall also flow living water. So, Father, we think that all, our life is in you only. Without you, we die. And that's even right now, Father God. So we ask you that we are so hungry and desperate for you, God. We ask you to fill us, to complete, to finish the good work that you started. Now, we know that he promises that he will finish the good work that he completed. But he just showed us it takes partnership to do it. It's not, I'm going to go and do anything and everything I want to do. I'm going to leave God. I'm going to leave the faith. And he's going to finish it. And I'm going to, I promise to go to heaven. That's a deception of the devil. It's a submission. It took a submission and repentance to be saved. And it takes a submission to live. Continuously submitting to the grace of God. So right now, we submit to the power of the cross. And to the grace of God. The grace of sanctification. The, gra the grace that allows us to stay in relationship when we have so many other things pulling us everywhere in every direction God Father we submit to you and bring us into that secret place Father God in the cleft of the rock we stand on the word of God the rock unto salvation yes we've counted the cross the, we've counted the cost that is the cross and we thank you that your grace will allow us to finish and run this race and we will be found good and faithful servants until the end. We will be found doing what? Doing faith. Continuing in faith and continuing to love and love you with all of our heart, all of our mind, and all that is within us. And we will return to our first love. Whatever it takes and fill us with that oil of truth, that oil of your presence, the oil of the Holy Spirit, the oil that only comes from buying it no, it's not a work. It's a relationship. In Jesus' name, 
Amen.